Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Obsessed Millennials. My name is Nashi and I have here with me the lovely and beautiful Jassie. How are you today? How am I today? That was a very deep and philosophical question. I'm suffering. If anyone knows, I mean, everyone knows at this point. Joe Jonas got married and I'm suffering so much. My life is officially over. Yeah. Well, I know that you've been suffering about it all freaking day. And you have been mocking me all day. I haven't been mocking you all day, but you know, you've been a little extra topsy-turvy dramatic. Just a tiny bit. I mean, it's not me. It's not 25-year-old me. It's 15-year-old me taking over my body. (gasps) That means I've been talking to 50-year-old Jassy all day. Yeah. Not that we've done much talking today, but... Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> but the times that we have talked during today, it has been mostly with 15-year-old Jassy. Okay. Okay. That's cool. It's good to know. Well, I know you wanted to talk about last week's favorites a little bit. Yeah, just a tiny bit, just to make a quick reminder... To go ahead and listen to the Earth Song by Lil Dicky. So I just wanted to say, go buy it, stream it, watch the video, share the video with friends and the song too. And remember then you can go to the welovetheearth.org website to find more information on how you can help. Just that, you know, keep the promo for the song keep telling people to help the earth so we have more time and not only 12 years that's a really cool reminder and that was my phone falling i was about to ask like what did you drop dead because of what i said like you don't have to faint i know i don't need to faint why would i faint about that we're all gonna faint if the earth dies but that's cool Okay, that turned, like, dark. (laughs) Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on, please. That was important. So how about we kind of get a quick trip down the releases this week? I totally told you this week that we have, like, a bunch to get through. Yeah, it's not my fault that everyone decided to release stuff this week. Yeah, like, people, you need to, like, chill, and we can't handle if you all start releasing things at the same time. So, I think for the first one, I can't really talk about it. But I can! Yes! I went on Sunday to watch the new Avengers movie, and it was three hours of totally crying and laughing my butt off. And that's all I'm going to say because, you know, I hate spoilers. So I think everyone should go and watch it. I want to watch it 10,000 more times. And hopefully one day we can talk about this whole MCU universe if you like catch up. Look, (laughs) I have been dealing with this all day. Not only like from a few months ago because you keep telling me to watch the movies. But today at work, two of my friends were like pushing with the whole. Oh, that's cool. You're going to start watching the movies now because somebody else told you to watch them. Okay. Are you salty about it? Like, yeah, I'm salty about it. 
No, no. I'm just saying they were pushing me with the whole oh, yeah. topic. It's not like I've been doing it for years now, but, you know. No, cool. no, no. Everyone Don't... go to her Instagram and start bothering Jazzy and telling her to freaking watch all the Marvel movies so she can catch up. I have asked you for the order before. I told you to look it up. It's so easy to look it up in Google. But what if, like, I cannot trust everything on the internet. You can trust that. Marvel fans are intense and very organized. Okay, so you, basically. They're all you. Yes, they're all me. But maybe a little more knowledgeable and maybe they read the comics. Okay. But I, I don't think, I mean, the comics... Do they matter, though? Like, <laughs> what we said last week, a lot of things change. So let's just, let, let's keep going. Yeah, I think we should keep going because I'm going to be salty for the entire episode now. Yeah, this, this episode just started, like, dark and salty. But let's just move on. And anyway, the next release has to do with the Avengers, too. Because this soundtrack for the movie... Is out. I saw it on Spotify. I guess it's on every platform. Um, I saw that it has 35 songs, making it to a duration time of an hour and 56 minutes. I was like, what? And I know the movie is three hours long, but come on. Is it like all music? Like, in every bit, there's a song, and some of these songs are, like, four minutes long. It sounds like a good soundtrack. I listened to a couple. I know I don't... <sighs> you shouldn't have before watching the movie, but... Whatever. I know you were gonna say that, but I wanted to, like, listen to a few songs and, you know. But, anyway... If there's any soundtrack lovers out there, go check out. And if you watch the movie before Nachi says something else about it, um, go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch the movie. <laughs> go watch it. Totally worth it. Okay, let's move on to some other news. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> <in> another, <laughs> another, this is not a soundtrack, but it's a... Uh, Uh, an album inspired by a TV show. It's the album called For the Throne. And it's, of course, inspired by the series Game of Thrones. And it, it includes songs by artists like Rosalia, The Weeknd. Like Rosalia has a song in the Game of Thrones thingy? Yeah. I'm interested now. I was never interested in Game of Thrones. Now I am. Just in that song. Well, it's not like a soundtrack to the TV show. It's an album inspired by the show. I haven't listened to it. I just saw that it was released last week. That's really, really cool. I think I'm gonna give it a listen. Yeah, I'm not, but <laughs> yeah. But maybe an artist that I like. Maybe I'll, you know, check it out. Okay, you can tell me next week what do you think about it. Let's see if I remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Game of Thrones. Like, I don't like those type of TV shows. I don't know if I'm gonna like the music inspired by by the TV show. But let's just let's just keep going. I don't want any hate. 
and you're already salty. Another release um, this week is the new Pink album called Hurts to be Human. I have to say I did listen to this one and I sent you a couple of songs. Well, I added a couple of songs to a playlist I have for you. And I, of course, I've focus on the vocals but the entire album is so good and there's so many songs that I never I don't know I don't listen to Bang that much but I never thought I like I would listen to something like that coming from her like really deep and stuff like that and like slow songs because when I think about Pink I think about songs like So What and Raise Your Glass. I don't think about songs that, you know, like this kind of vibe, like, I would say, Halsey? I don't know if that's the best um, choice to compare these songs with, but the thing is, it was different. It wasn't what I was expecting, and I loved it. So you should go listen to the ones that I suggest, Nachi, the ones I added to the playlist. And everyone else should go listen to the full thing. I mean, you can listen to the full thing, too. I'll probably listen to the entire thing, but I haven't. Other than the song that maybe has been on the radio or something, I haven't heard much. But so far from what I've heard other people say, everyone kind of agrees with you that it's different from what they expected to hear from her. Yeah, I mean, there's like six songs that I was like, oh my God, I love this. But there's two that are like my ultimate favorites now. One is called My Addict and Happy. And the lyrics, just go listen to, listen to a song with the lyrics in front of you. And it's like a whole different experience from just listening to the song because you can focus more into like the lyrics the emotion that she's putting into the song and all but i'm gonna stop talking about that now i just wanted to throw that out there it's really good another album that came out was the was it even real by olivia O'Brien. the only song that i have heard from her it's the is it called i hate you i love you or hate you, love you. Something like that. Yeah. That's the only one that I have listened before. And I kind of like that one. I listened to the album twice. And I have to say, there's something, at least for me, there's something that I just kept getting distracted. I don't know if it's like every other song sounds exactly the same to another song in the album. But I just kept getting distracted. I don't know. That was me. So you can go and listen to it and tell me what do you think. I really haven't heard it, so I have absolutely no input. But, I mean, I like the Hate You, Love You song, whatever it's called. I know that came out like ages ago, but yeah. Yeah, at least on Spotify, there's that and there's a gap of like two, three years. So... Maybe she was working on the album. Probably. Uh, but yeah, go and check it out. I, I, I don't think I added any songs from that one on the playlist. 
But, but there's another album that I did send you a couple of songs, and it's the Neo Theater album by AJR. And I have to say, why have I never listened to this band? Like, I didn't even know about them. And just with the first song, like, the intro to the album, I was in love with their style. Like, everything, the sound, the harmonies, all the vocals. It's kind of, like, so theatrical. I don't know. Like, was I living under a rock? Are they popular? Like, are they big? I know they have a concert here in Atlanta now. But I didn't know about them until Friday. I have no clue who they are. Okay, so it's not me. Yeah, I have. But then again, I don't know who anyone is. So maybe I'm not the safest bet to like know if you're like the only one or not. Okay. But I hope you know about the next band that I'm going to talk about. If I wouldn't know, please like come to PR and like hit me in the head. Okay. Because I'm just about to mention some 41 because they drop a new single called Out for Blood. I hope you know about them. I mean, this is like early 2000s. I do know about some 41. I didn't know they released a new single until I saw it on the list. And I'm really excited to listen to that once we're done here. Yeah, it's really good. Like, you know what I like when it comes to rock. So... It's really good. It's really good. I sent it to my brother and he liked it. And we have talked about this before. He can be a little bit of a hater. So, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I have to do that every single time. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and now let's just get through these ones quickly because I don't have much to say about them. Winnetka Bowling League released an EP called Cloudy with a Chance of Sun. It's really good. Go check it out. Camila released another single called Energia. I said it in last week episode and I said it before. They're onto something. There has to be an album coming. I'm just saying. Simple Creatures released a music video for Adrenaline, Bad Bunny released a music video for 200 Millas Por Hora featuring Diplo. Aiden Gallagher from The Umbrella Academy released another single called Miss You with a girl called Trinity Rose. Uh, Martin Garrix released a song called Summer Days featuring Macklemore and Patrick Stone from Fall Boy. And... The best one. And I'm just gonna let you talk about this one. I don't know if my feedback is the most positive one. <laughs> But I'll uh, talk about this right, one. I forgot about that, your feedback. Well, this is a good way, segue to talk about this week's topic, which is all about Taylor Swift, Taylor Allison Swift. As you all know, Last week, we teased you all about a full episode about her. And we also teased you about the fact that she was going to release a new single. By the time we recorded, it was going to be a few hours from then. By the time you guys listened, the song had been out for a 
gut minute. And I gotta say, it's not my favorite. But, but, I know you guys know I'm a big Swifty. You know I'm a big Swifty. I rarely like her first singles. I rarely do. I didn't like We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. I did not look, love, um, Shake It Off. I did not love Look What You Made Me Do. They were songs that grew on me later on as I listened to the album and stuff, but they weren't my favorites. Um, It was not what I was expecting. It's very bubblegum pink. And I mean, I knew it was going to be a big bubblegum pink pack song. But I think even though I don't like the song, I love the music video. I love the way their voices sound together. And this collab, it's like everything. Because I love how they sound. And I love all the Easter eggs hidden in the music video because you th see things from every era that she's been and She's been around for over 10 years. So we get to see a lot. But yeah, not my favorite single by her. I am still just as excited for her to announce an album. She said that in the music video, there's two big Easter eggs and like hidden hints. And it's the name of the album and the name of the next single. So we're going to have to see when she announces those. But I'm really excited. But I know you have some things to say before I go into my Taylor Swift rant. So I'm going to let you take it away. Usually I'm the one that goes like, oh, bubblegum pop. But I have to say... I love this song. I love the collab. It's so catchy and fun. And the video was super extra. And I mean, spelling is fun, right? <laughs> um, I love that part. I feel like with the Shake It Off uh, bridge, it's the same feeling with that part. It's a totally formula song. She did the same thing in all the singles I mentioned. Whatever. I don't care. I like this one. Um, <laughs> and I mean, like you said, their voices go so well together. It's the collab we really didn't think we needed, but we're glad that it is. And I just kind of love the whole, uh, kind of like the, the whole message of the song really and i love the video it's super extra it's so taylor and like i told you in this past few days like they both have the same energy it's like this cute energetic kitty that's the only way i can explain it so yeah i love it i mean i thought it was gonna go the other way around and i thought it was gonna be so different because it was with You know, it is with Brandon Yuri. I wasn't expecting to be like bubble gum pup, but it is, and I liked it. That's it for me. You can take it away. <laughs> I'll take it away now. Yeah, I'll probably go over it quickly because there's a lot, and I don't want to bore people. And like, you with can Taylor, take, no, very you can take your time. Do it. I'm gonna take time. my time, but like, I'm not. I'm not gonna get too into it because like probably most people that will listen to this still think it's cool to hate on Taylor but um yeah 
just to give you guys a little bit of background, Taylor Swift is a singer-songwriter and a musician. She plays her own instruments. She was born on December 13th, 1989. If you didn't know, 13 is her favorite number. She loves Christmas, and she has an album called 1989, so obviously she was born in that year. Um, she started singing at the age of 10. By 12, she was already singing writing her own songs and she was learning to play guitar over the years she moved to nashville with her family because she wanted to pursue a career in country music which she later when she released 1989 she changed and she became a pop artist um her first ever single was released in 2006 it was called tim mcgraw it is a classic for every swifty that has been around for ages since then, she's released six albums, soon to be seventh whenever she announced the next one's going to come out. So first album, self-titled, was released in 2006. Then there's Fearless in 2008, Speak Now in 2010, Red in 2012. And I got to stop myself there because Speak Now and Red, um, if you're a true Swifty, you know those are like the best albums ever. Um, after Red, she released 1989 in 2014 and her latest album in 2017, which was Reputation, which is completely different from everything else she's released apart from a few songs here and there. And I already said that my favorite albums are Speak Now and Red, so which ones are yours? Um, Damn, I think it's those two well but i do love well okay let me explain this speak now it's definitely one of my favorites and you know that and it makes me think about how obsessed i was with taylor at one point when i was in high school um yes i know i stayed up all night waiting for that freaking album and well, for the Red era, I was a little bit of a hater, but I fell in love with her all over again with 1989. So probably it's between those three. Speak Now is definitely a favorite. With the other two, well, yeah, I love them, but the Red era was a dark era in my life. I'm not proud about it. But yeah, <laughs> those are my favorites. I love that you mentioned that you were a little bit of a hater because when we met, you were in that hater phase. Mm, yeah. It, it don't don't lie. You started listening to her again when we became friends. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But yeah, before we delve a little bit more into specifics of her career and stuff, um, I wanted to add that she's also done some acting in movies like Valentine's Day and the giver she will also be in the movie adaptation of the musical cats i don't think a lot of people know that even though she's talked about it on her social media and she's done voice acting in the animated movie of the lorax and i kind of love that animated movie i like a lot have you watched yes and i love the combination like her and zach efron and i used to watch the promo interviews for that movie so yes i have watched it i like it a lot <laughs> yeah i think i watched it in the movie theater with my roommate at college you know we are both swifties it's the kind of weird thing you do as a swiftie but i'm also a big dr seuss fan so 
It was a given. Other than that, some fun fact. Taylor is a huge animal lover, especially cats. She has three now. First one is named Meredith. Yes, Meredith Lake Grey's Anatomy's Meredith Grey, which is one of her favorite shows. Her second cat is called Olivia Benson. Yes, if you watch this video, you'll recognize the name. It's also one of her favorite shows. And the new baby boy in the family that's called Benjamin Bottom. And he is an absolute cutie. And if you guys haven't watched it, go check out one of the behind the scenes because she recorded the whole thing as she met the little kitten and as she welcomed it into her life, named him, and just pure cat cuteness. I was actually wondering what the name on the last cat. Is it called Benjamin Bottom because it looks like an old cat, but it's a kitty? I don't know the reasoning behind it yet, but I mean, obviously it has, probably has to do with Benjamin Bottom because she always has a reasoning behind things. I don't know if it's a story for herself or someone close to her. I guess we'll find out eventually. I mean, we got the stories with the names of the last two cats, so. And another thing that she's done is that, and we've talked about this before on other podcasts, she has some tour DVDs or just movies in general. And the ones that have them is the Journey to Fearless one. There's the Speak Now tour. There's 1989. And there's the Reputation film on Netflix. And the only two albums she hasn't released, um, concert movie thing about have been her self-titled album, Taylor Swift, and the Red Tour. And before I talk, because everyone knows I love Taylor, and you've said a little bit that you were a hater and at one point and then not, how about you give me some of your general thoughts about her? Well, before I tell you that, I just want to throw out there, you forgot about this, or at least to put it here, that she appeared on the Hannah Montana movie singing Crazier, and she had a song for the first Hunger Games movie, Cold Safe and Sound. She's done a lot of like songs for films and stuff. I didn't add them all because I didn't want to look for all of them up because I don't know them by name. But she's released a lot of songs for movies. She also released a song that was to raise money for childhood cancer. And it was dedicated to a kid she met and she met her whole family. It's called Ronan. Um, I can't listen to a song without bursting into tears. But I did buy it and the song is beautiful. And she has other songs like that that totally are not a part of her album. She also has a lot of unreleased music that you can find online if you delve into the deep, dark web of the interwebs. And she has done cameos, like, in, in stuff. And that's kind of why I mentioned the Hannah Montana movie, because it wasn't only, like, she recorded a song for the for the movie she was in the movie singing the song yeah and she was also in a, the tv show called um new girl i didn't and know that yeah she was in one of the episodes like for the later seasons she appeared at a wedding episode oh okay. which was really funny 
And I know she's made other cameos around, but I can't remember. Like, it's so many years, like, since 2006, so many things that she's done. I'm going to tell you my favorite one. What? When she performed at the Jonas Brothers um, 3D concert experience that she sang uh, Should Have Said No with Joe. That was my favorite. The whole era with the boots and the long, like, the... I the dress I can I remember I can picture I can see the dress in my head but I don't know how to describe it it's kind of like that speak now vibe that's my favorite and of course it has to do with the Jonas Brothers I mean I love seeing her anywhere she appears in Uh, she's gorgeous I love her I think she has a charisma that you don't find in a lot of people especially celebrities and the fact that despite everything that's happened, she is still pretty much her extra self no matter what. I just love that about her. Because people may think that the whole media things and shit and growing up has changed her. But if you look close enough, she's still the same old Taylor. I used to think that. <laughs> I used to think, like, I oh my god. I'm so sorry, Nachi. I'm so sorry because I was such a hater. I was such a hater. It was just because I was jealous. But I mean, like I said, when I was in high school, I loved her music. I remember I watched the BMAs on 2009, the whole uh, crazy new york performance for you belong with me i watched that show the that award show that year because of her performance like i was waiting for it so like i said yeah i was a fan and then i turned into a hater because according to the media she was dating every artist that i liked including joe you just went on that it's cool to hate Taylor Swift train. Yeah, but then I met you and things change. Like, And I slapped some sense on tail. Yeah. Not really, but, you know, I kind of, like, helped you see that it was the whole media being shitty. Yeah, and you kind of helped me, like, focus on the music and not whatever the media says about her which it should be the thing for every artist yeah like I have all like I have always said like one thing is the personal life another thing is their career like we should be focused on their career and not their personal life um but as you can see I I wasn't thinking like that on 2012 it kind of became a trend to it was cool to hate on her because the media was doing it just because it was getting them clicks and stuff spreading all these fake news and I know it's affected other artists too because we've seen it across the board but I think by the red album 2012 and when 1989 came out in 2014 all those years it was insane like literally she couldn't breathe without everyone putting out an article about how fake she was and I think it's something that it's happening again I was really upset during the reputation era because obviously she did this whole thing 
like a stop to create awareness of what was happening and what the media kind of was like pushing her to do like spiral and became this other thing but the media was so positive during that time because she called them out on their shit and she had been doing it since 1989 and you rarely saw any negative articles written about her or interviews or I mean there were always trolls online you'll always find trolls online but there was not as much bashing on Taylor as there was for between 2012 and 2014. And now with the whole me song coming out and her performing it at the billboards, I've been seeing a lot of insane articles. Like before I started like Getting ready for us to record. I saw an article. I don't know who published it. I wished I would have screenshot it. But literally it was an entire article dedicated to talking about how Taylor and the song Me and her performance at the billboards was like appropriating black culture because she was using a marching band. What? Yes. There's the entire day, I don't, we barely talked today, so I haven't told you about it much, but the entire day, people have been bashing Taylor ever since the performance last night at the billboards, because apparently, I haven't watched the documentary, but apparently Beyonce uses marching bands in her whole Coachella performance, and people are saying that she copied it, that she's like appropriating black culture to use it on her own it's been insane and fans of Beyonce have been very mean towards Taylor and all these things and Taylor used marching bands in the past she used them for shake it off she used them for the you belong with me music video You've heard that sound in her performance as she uses, she always uses other instruments. You'll hear violins, you'll hear pianos, you'll hear like those big drums that people play. And like, that was the most ridiculous article I've ever read. And I didn't read the entire thing because I was like, what the hell? And that was the sort of ridiculous media that you would find all the time about Taylor. She would literally be associated with a guy or be at this place or do this one thing. And then people would spiral into this whole story that literally had no basis because it just doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, all the articles about her dating life and all that that shouldn't even be out there because that's her private her personal life it doesn't affect her career at all exactly and what, she does. what you're telling me now about this crazy ass article about the marching band thing that i do have to say them beyonce what did she copy my chemical romance and panic at the disco because they have used that too in their music and in their music videos It's just stupid. Why are we, like, boxing marching bands into black culture? Like, 
nothing. There, there are situations where artists will appropriate a culture and use it for their own gain. I've seen it happen in music videos all the time. But a marching band? Everyone can join a marching band that I know of. I don't know the origins of a marching band or where it comes from and all that. But it is literally something anyone can join, just like a cheerleading squad or choir. It was just insane to read it. It, it made Look, I'm just going to say it. The only reason why they're comparing them is because they're women. You don't see that between men. Literally. You don't see that between wanna, male artists. women and women to like bash each other all the time. And they do it so much with so many artists. Like, it's insane. It's insane the kind of shit artists have to go through in general, especially women. Yeah. I didn't know about that. And now I'm so fucking mad. If I find it, I'm going to send it to you because probably they changed the title because everyone was really angry in the comments in general. Like, not just Swifties. You could tell that actual people were being like, why are you being so dumb? Like, are you serious right now? Since when our marching bands, like, belong to a specific race? Yeah. Or just because she used it or based on her entire career because like i said she's used marching bands in the past before i mean that was the whole thing on you on you belong with me yes and you see them in 1989 like shake it off and stuff it's it's insane i can't really like i'm so fucking mad with this shit yeah but yeah thoughts about her in general i really like taylor swift it's not that I'm going to blindly follow her. If she does something that's wrong, I'll call her up on her stuff. But I don't, even though I know a lot of her personal life, it's mostly because I've been in this fandom for so long that it's hard not to pick up on all this information. I can't recite you her entire life by memory. I had to look a lot of these things up. And there's probably a lot of things that I don't, mention and other diehard fans will be like well you're not really a fan but I do really enjoy her music I remember listening to her for the first time I was in high school junior high I'm not entirely sure but the first song I ever listened was teardrops on my guitar and I instantly fell in love I started researching her music I didn't know who she was and that led me into this whole spiral where I bought all her albums I traveled to go see her in red tour I'm dying to see her again on tour I will stay up until midnight to listen to her songs I'll go kind of crazy and start looking for all those easter eggs and hints because she's so extra and I just Love it. I love the way that she handles her own music and her business. And she's an entire businesswoman, practically. She, like, I imagine her in her house. Have you seen the meme with the guy with all the pictures on the wall? And there's, like, string and he's trying to, like, <laughs> yeah. create a thing. That's how I imagine her whenever she's trying to tie in all these little hints that she's been accumulating over the years and creating this new era for herself. Because everything's so thought out. And it wasn't always that way. 
but I can tell you that it's been a few years since it's been that way. And I just love it. I love her career. I love her songwriting. You know, I'm a sucker for good lyrics. And she has a lot of songs with lyrics that really hit it home for me. She has a lot of songs with that kind of like storytelling. And mm-hmm. that's kind of why I like her so much. I'm going to say it. I like her so much. Now, do you know it now? I mean... It was before. Though. Yeah, I've totally converted you into a Swiftie. I'm not a Swiftie. You're a Swiftie. You support her music. Whatever. So you're a Swiftie. You don't need to know everything about her to be a Swiftie. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, and you said storytelling. And practically, if you listen to Red and you listen to 1989, even if you listen to Reputation, you could literally hear this whole story kind of going and if you know a little bit more about her personal life because even if we don't want to know it's all over the media all the time because she's really private about her life you kind of know where to like tie in the dots and stuff and you'll know what belongs to what and what was happening and another thing I also loved is Taylor's older than me she's older than you By the time Red came out, she had the song 22 when I was 20. So I kind of, during those two years from Red to 1989, I turned 22 and I got to enjoy that. So I felt like it was like my stepping stones that I was now living in the ages that she lived in while she made these music so I could use it as my own life soundtrack, even though maybe they weren't all really about my life but that's kind of how I saw it and I could probably tell you where I was and at what point with each of the albums and which songs were my favorite and the reasons why yeah I I I mean I guess definitely you're gonna know you're gonna remember I mean it's kind of memorable her songs her albums and I love that she's so extra And that with every release, she kind of, like, tries to top it off. Like, she tries to do it better and bigger. And I do remember, like, the first time that I listened to to her. And it was with Love Story. And I do remember, like, listening to her old stuff in my mom's car and singing teardrops in my guitar and invisible and picture to burn and all those songs um and with the whole speak now like i said i waited up for that album and i love so many songs on that album you know it's my favorite and then i i heard read like what two months before 1989 was released and we were getting to know each other and you told me like, oh, you should listen to this album. And you know, like, I was like, oh my God, why didn't I listen to this before? Because I only listened to the singles before that. And that was kind of how I fell in love with her music again. I mean, I never, I never stopped loving her music, but I let the whole media thing get in my mind and changed the way I saw her 
So, yeah. But I do love how extra she's and the effort that she puts in. In all the albums, the releases, because you can see she does all this for the hardcore, like the diehard fans. Because no one else is going to care about the million Easter eggs on the music videos. And, and all, like they're not even going to notice them. And the fact that she and her team work on all this to make it happen. You know, like at this point in her career, she can just drop a song out of nowhere without any promo. And it's going to do well. She doesn't have to put on all the effort but she still do it like she still does all of this to make it bigger and perfect and and like basically scavenger hunt for her fans it i i think it's amazing you don't see a lot of artists out there being this extra about their music and their whole career And the fact that she's still going at it hard, even though the media talks a lot of shit, and I know she has a lot of haters, like, that's something. With the whole reputation era, like, it was all about that, and we said it was kind of dark last episode, but it was all about that, like, look, this is the picture that the media has shown you guys about me, but I'm not that person. And because of all that, there's this new version of me that is kind of fed up with all that shit. That's at least how I saw the reputation era. I don't know about you. Again, like not all the songs because the album obviously has songs where she talks about her relationship with her current boyfriend, Joe Alwyn. And But there are songs where obviously she calls out specific people that try to bring her down in the media. You know, they're not important. She did it in her own way without actually calling names on like people do with her all the time. And anyway, it goes back to the all of this gets called out and gets to be a big issue, according to the media, because she's a woman. And she, because she is herself and she does all these stuff by herself and you don't see a lot of artists that have been at it for so long since such a young age and actually be pretty unproblematic because she doesn't have any big scandals. What's her biggest scandal? Oh, she dates a lot. You mean she's a normal 20 something year old? Exactly. She was just living her life within all the craziness. If it would have been someone that was not famous, nobody would have cared. In any way, like, men do it's that. Like, like, male celebrities write about their exes all the yeah, time. And, and nobody calls them out on their shit. Yeah, I'm still waiting. Like, and now, you know, now that I see it differently, because I have to say, like, we grow old and we change the way we think like that's how it's supposed to be i used to think like oh look at her writing about all, all her exes but who's calling out the jonas brothers because 
they wrote a song on the Lines, Vines, and Trying Times album about Taylor. And they're not the only ones. There's a lot of songs that supposedly or very obviously are about Taylor. I think I think it's John Mayer. He has a song called 22 Girls, which, I mean, Taylor has a song called 22. And the references on the song is obviously all about Taylor. It's, I think it's 22 Paper Dolls. I'm looking it up. Because I don't want to be, like, wrong about it. Okay, it's called Paper Doll, but she mentions, he mentions 22 in the song. But, yeah. yeah and there's a Taylor Swift reference on uh, Perfect by One Direction. They don't get called out in the media because of this. Even Emblem 3 has a song where they mention Taylor Swift. Yeah. And it, 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 it was just cool. You were cool if you mentioned her or you wrote oh it's okay to write songs about her because she wrote songs about me or she writes songs about other people but that's her art that's her form I mean actual book writers and movie writers write about their life and base characters on people they actually know or knew nobody calls other people about that and everyone knows that all artists draw from their lives that's what makes actual art relatable because it comes from somewhere yeah what are you gonna write about just imagine if you're writing about something that you don't know anything about because you haven't gone through it like you need to make well not all songs need to be personal and all that but there has to be something behind that song to be meaningful and for you to actually care about the song to be honest like it could be a funny moment that happened in the studio and the song came up like that or it could be a relationship there's so many love songs out there and breakup songs she's not the only one doing it so i don't get the hate and i do know that i used to hate on her But I realized that I was wrong and there was no reason for me to be hating on her because she was writing about her life because every other artist do the same thing. Yeah, plus I've always thought that Taylor is an artist that has always made it all about the fans, no matter what's going on. I mean, she had secret sessions in her houses. She will give fans money for food if she meets them in the street she'll stop the car to go take pictures with them she did free meet and greets because she would choose people from the audience she's paid fans medical bills she visits hospitals she's paid for student loans she gives her all to these people that she knows that made her who she is and allowed her to do what she loves to do. And that's never covered in the media. Very rarely people will show this side. And she doesn't do it to get the attention because a lot of the times she does it and it's like anonymous. But you don't see people talk about the good things. Why, why do we always need to talk about the bad stuff or the rumors and the obviously they do it because it gets clicks it gets people pissed off i have always said bad press at the end of the day 
does more for an artist to be famous than good press. They don't talk about it. And that's something that shouldn't be that way. But in this twisted and sick world, that's the way it is. Bad press is still press. It's still getting the word out there. People are still talking about you. So, and even if you don't want them to talk about you, people are still talking. It keeps you relevant. I think a lot of people mention Taylor or use Taylor to keep themselves relevant. I'm not going to mention specific situations or anything because that's not what we're all about here. We're not going to go bashing other artists just because of dumb shit. But yeah, I think a lot of people use her name to try and climb their way back to the top or to remain relevant. And she's kind of like, I mean, now she's a little more on social media, but for the reputation era, she didn't do any media. She didn't spend any time on social media. She stopped sharing things about her life. And even though she was still interacting with fans on Tumblr and stuff, she there was barely anything there. Like in the past, I don't know if that's going to change now. I mean, we see her posting a lot more, but I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But definitely we can see a lot of more of the old Taylor with me. So I'm excited to see what the album has in store. And I hope the media don't turn back to their old ways and they learn their lesson and mind their own business. And I know they live off clicks, but... Really, there's a lot more important things to talk about. So, kind of we've given our thoughts about her. We've bashed the media. We talked a little bit about her career. I know you haven't seen her live, and I've talked before about seeing her in the Red Tour, so I'm not going to go into details about that. But that was a big part of my Swifty years. All this time seeing her live kind of changed my whole perspective of her and it just made me fall even more in love with her even if it was last row it was amazing and the people I shared it with made it so much more special and I hope I get to see her live again someday soon um uh, how about we talk about some of our favorite songs better I know this is hard I mean it's really hard for me but yeah I mean, you said favorite songs, not song. You know, it was plural. I mean, if I had to choose one, I can choose one. And it will make me feel bad. But if I had to, you know, I'll choose All Too Well as my favorite Taylor song of all time. That song kind of did it for me. Lyrically, it's unlike anything else I've ever listened to. But I have other songs that, you know, are very dear to my heart I mean teardrops on my guitar was the first song I listened by her so it's very special um what else can I say I love the story of us I love mean I I love I did something bad from the reputation album oh my god I just got a flashback it was a card ride to your apartment and you were singing that song with your sister and I was in the back 
I think I sent you a video of me singing that song at one point too. Um, what other songs I love? Um, there's Wildest Dreams. It's an amazing song. Blank Space is really fun to listen to and like sing along to. So as I knew you were trouble, even though it's become a meme. <laughs> oh yes, I remember the meme now. Um, long live always makes me cry. If if you're a true Swifty, that song will make you cry because it's for the fans. And if you've been along the entire ride, it's it'll hit you right in the feels. Um, mine is good. Begin again. If I stay here, I'm gonna list all the songs as I come up with the titles. Oh, Back to December is a really good song, too. And Gorgeous is really fun to sing along, too. Okay, yeah, that, that was, I, I love every song. Yeah, bye. You, you should list some of your favorites now. Oh, my God, I'm singing Back to December in my mind now. Um, oh, you know the story of us is my favorite. Like, from all her songs, and I do have multiple favorites, but... If I have to pick one, is the story of us. Since the first time I listened to that song, I was like, yes, this is my song to like let out all the rage and the bad energy after a long day, a long crappy day. Um, and still is. It's kind of therapy for me. Um, let's see what else. Last Kiss from that same album. Uh, you didn't mention Sparks Fly. I know, and that's <laughs> one of my favorite songs. Yeah. <laughs> but like I tell you, I was trying just, I didn't write any of these down, so I didn't go album by album like I wanted to. It's been an intense few weeks at work. People, please forgive me. I wanted to prepare better for this podcast episode because I was really excited, but... If I just keep mentioning songs, I'm gonna like mention all the songs. But I have a lot of favorites. I have a lot of favorites by album. Maybe on Instagram, I'll make you guys a list by album. Like I kind of do to you all the time whenever I want you to listen to a new artist. Or like maybe an Instagram story, like little series where I talk about album by album all my favorite songs. I don't know. I'll think about it. Let me see if I can remember. From like that first two albums, my favorites are Our Song, You Belong With Me, um, Speak Now, I already said the story of us. Um, I do love Back to December. Um, mine is a favorite. Uh, has always been. Um... 1989. Wait, wait. Um, red. Why the fuck am I skipping red? Um, all too well. Um, and oh, there's there's a couple songs from Red. Why am I going blank? Ah, uh, but all too welcome to my life. All too well. Let me go to Google. Um, all too well is a favorite, and. Um, let's see. Let me look at this quick. 
quick. Oh my God. Red. Why am I forgetting the, the title of the album? Red is one of my like ultimate favorites. All too well. And begin again. And you said begin again. Oh, everything has changed with, with um Ed Sheeran. I love that song. I forgot it was. I forgot the song with Ed. Yeah. Um, from 1989, I have to say, yeah, Blank Space is definitely a great song to sing along to. Um, I love Wildest Dreams and Out of the Woods. Yes, I said it. Out of the Woods. Uh, oh, why am I fangirling because of the words? Why did I forget style too? I mean, it says that red lip classic, and that's like my whole aesthetic. Like, if you keep thinking, I'm gonna mention all the songs. <laughs> yeah. from the from the Reputation album. Um, oh, you know, I wasn't like a big fan of that album. Dress, dress is also a good song from that album. <laughs> I do like a great song to work out. It's ready for it. And why did I say it like that? Ready for it. <laughs> um, and Delicate. Delicate is such a great car song. Like, if you don't think it's a great car song, don't talk to me. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was going to keep going. It's like the new album is not out yet. Oh, and like from... Random songs that are not from her albums. Crazier is my favorite. I'm trying to look because there's one I like that's not from an album. And I can't remember. Let's see if I can find it this way. Sweeter Than Fiction from the One Chance film. I haven't watched the film. But Sweeter Than Fiction is a soundtrack song that I really, really liked. It was released in 2013. And obviously, it's still country. If you haven't listened to it, it's really, really good. I, I have no it. idea what really song you're talking about. But yeah. Well, I'm going to add it to like my recommendations later on. So you're going to be able to listen to it. Okay. But I love that song a lot. Um, so I think for now, that's it with Taylor. Unless you want to add something else. I quickly just want to say that I was an idiot last year. And I didn't get tickets to go see her. And was it last year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, in August. Um, She had a show here. And I was like, oh, it's expensive. I'm not going to go. And then I was regretting it. And I regretted more when I watched the freaking film on Netflix. So the next tour, I hope I get tickets. So can you come? And go with me, please. <laughs> I don't know if I'm not broke, but yeah, I'm excited. I want to see her live again. It's it. She's so amazing live. It's insane, and the whole energy is. It's not just her as a performer because she's an amazing performer, and we already know that. It's the energy from the fans and all the dress up and the stuff, and it's like since you get off the car, it's an entire experience. I've been to a few concerts in my lifetime and nothing compares to a Taylor Swift concert. It's insane. So yeah, I think everyone should experience that at least once in their life. If you're a fan, obviously. If you're a hater, like, 
back off. We don't need your negativity. Exactly. You can move on. And if you're a hater, but you used to like her music, then be like me and change that. <laughs> be a, what, like a reform hater? Yeah, maybe. We sent you to rehab and, and you came back a total <laughs> sissy. <laughs> so before we keep babbling nonsense about Taylor and remembering songs that we like, how about we get into some pop culture news? Yes, please. I need to talk about this. So I'm going to let you take it away because you even took notes while watching the yes. Billboard Music Awards. So it's all you. I was just enjoying the ride. and Yes, I had a notebook. Like I had my little my little One Direction notebook. <laughs> oh, it's old, but whatever. Um, I had I had my notebook and a pen, and I was taking notes of all the performances. And I told you I was taking notes, and you said, "Uh, we cannot make a podcast that it's like five hours long." So I just yeah, get to it, ma'am. Yeah, I'm gonna get to it. Um, well, basically, uh, the Billboard Music Awards happened this week, and I have to say that I loved some of the speeches, and I loved the performances. I think there was only one that I was like, really? I mean, it was a good performance, but it was, the whole thing was, like, lip-synced, so I wasn't that into it. Uh, but I have to say, I love some of the speeches, like the Imagine Dragon speech when they, uh, won the award for top rock artist. They kind of talk about conversion therapy still being legal in 34 states and how we can change that. And I love when artists use their platform and, and shows like this to talk about serious issues. So that for me was like great keep doing it i love it and you know different to that i really love the cardi b speech when she won uh the top rap song and she kind of said like be the best fan you can be support if you like an artist support support their music stream the songs um if you have a friend that it that it's doing art support their art it was just like be the best fan you can be So I was in love with that speech. From the performances, and I have a lot to talk about here, so I'm going to try to go quick on this. Um, I have to say, I have to say, like I mentioned before, I loved basically all the performances, but my favorite performances of the night were the Taylor Swift performance of me with Brandon Yuri, Dan and Shay's performance, of Speechless with Tori Kelly. I wasn't expecting that. The BTS performance of Boy With Love with Halsey. And I'm laughing because I said a week ago that I, I like, it wasn't my cup of tea. So I need to stop saying stuff like that. Anyway, the Halsey uh, performance of Without Me. And of course, obviously, definitely, I love the Jonas Brothers performance. Um, oh my God. Just to mention a few of my favorite performances. I mean, I love seeing Taylor and Brendan perform. Um, the 
Stan and Shay with Tori was amazing. Those vocals, I told you about it, and I was, like, dying because I didn't know that would be so, so good because I love them separately, but together it's, like, <sighs> pure magic. Jonas Brothers, obviously, the performance was spectacular for their big, like, award show performance comeback thing. It was everything every fan needed. And obviously, I was bawling my eyes out as Halsey performed without me for the last time on TV history. Yeah, like we were talking about everything. And even I didn't mention this, but the Metley Kelly Clarkson did for the opening. That was amazing. I love the part where she was she, she is singing amazing. Tequila by Dan and Shay in front of Dan and Shay, like right there, not even like a, a food of distance. That was like crazy. I was so in love with that part. But I have to say, I cried with the Without Me um, performance because it was so beautiful, but so emotional. And you could hear like, that raw emotion on her voice and that's something i love about her even though like i'm not a, a fan like i i have never listened to a lot of her songs um uh, until today <laughs> um but about the taylor performance with brenda yuri that was so freaking extra i can safely say that that was the biggest production out of all the other performances on the show. Like, the work that they had to put into that performance, so much people, so many things happening at the same time. It was insane, but I was so into it. Super extra, like like her. Like I wasn't expecting anything else. I was expecting something crazy like that. Yeah, it definitely was everything I expected from them doing and especially with the song and the music video and overall I really really loved the awards I mean I've told you personally in our own private conversations um, how award shows are just so dull lately and they don't surprise me and I just get annoyed and performances are so boring but this one was amazing that I was even telling my sister, I was like, I want to be there. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, all the artists were amazing. The energy was insane. The performances were out of this world. And even the speeches artists were giving weren't like the usual just thank you thank you kind of thing it i really really enjoyed them and it's been a while since i've enjoyed like a good yeah. award show like i mean all of the performances were freaking amazing like there was only one that it was a great performance like it was great but the whole thing, like, was lip sync. And you know that I love, like, live vocals. So that was kind of my only issue with that one. So, of course, I loved the Dan and Shay performance with Tori Kelly because the freaking vocals were amazing. I wasn't expecting that at all. And I do love Dan and Shay. I don't listen to Tori Kelly because... I have only listened to like a couple of songs 
and I have never like sat down to to like properly listen to her music but I know she has an amazing voice and she showed that on that performance I do want them to release that version I need it in my life even if it's just an audio of that performance I need it in my life like they need to do it um I have to say and this one you you were like no no when I told you this morning um I love the BTS performance I have the song stuck in my head now Or you keep talking about this. Like, I can't. Like, I don't like, we've talked about this. I don't like the song. I'm not a big BTS fan. And I mean, the only thing I could get out of that performance was that Halsey looked so freaking happy. And she looked so adorable. And I had never seen her do dancing like this before. And it was absolutely cute. But that was it. That was it. Yeah. I. I think I think that's why I love the performance so much. Like I was not expecting her to do something like that. And we talked about something similar last week about how we love that artists like try to like they come to a collaboration and like they try to do something similar to what the artist um they're collabing with uh does but at the same time they bring kind of like their own thing to the table you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean and i saw that on that performance because she was dancing with them i wasn't expecting that at all i know she was enjoying you hadn't seen the music mm-hmm. video no you hadn't watched the music video so oh, she okay. dances on the music video yeah I wasn't expecting that. It's so good and she looks so cute and she was enjoying herself. And I know you said she's a big BTS fan. But when you look at the guys and don't hate me for this, they have so much energy. And they can be doing the same moves, but they're doing differently. Like, and I love that. Like, I'm not a BTS fan or anything. But that performance... Like, I was at at one point. I was like, "Okay, now I get it. I I get why people are obsessed with them." We got some other news we need to Can get. Talk, let me talk about the Jonas Brothers for a minute. Fine. Okay, I need to talk about this performance. If any of the listeners saw my Instagram stories during the Billboards Award, they know I was losing my shit with the Jonas Brothers performance because it freak it, that performance was so amazing and it kind of told a story. Like from like after what happened after the breakup. Because after the breakup, Nick Jonas went into like his solo career Joe created DNZ and Kevin was doing his own thing as like it was kind of like more behind the scenes stuff, production, that business life, and being a father. 
And you see them in the performance. Like it starts with Nick singing Jealous. Then um, Joe joins him. They sing Cake by the Ocean. And then the best part, like Kevin is alone and they come to Kevin. And that was amazing. I was freaking screaming. I, I was losing my shit. And not only that, like seeing Kevin doing the spins and all his moves and all that. And like the wives, because they're all wives now. Okay, I'm gonna try to control myself with that topic. But seeing them like enjoying what their husbands do, like it was amazing. I was dying. They fucking killed me. Uh, but yeah, let's continue. So, um, I'm trying to control myself. But talking about the Jonas Brothers, um, they announced tour dates for the U.S. And I'm so freaking happy. And when I saw this, Nachi knows. And everyone knows, like, my family. (laughs) I was losing my shit. I ended up crying in the bathroom at work. Um... Because they're coming to Atlanta and I have never seen them. I have been a fan for 11 years and I have never been able to see to see them live. So I'm definitely getting tickets. The general sale starts on Friday, May 10th. And there's a few pre-sales starting on May 8th. So if you're interested, just go on their socials and like the Ticketmaster app for more information. But yeah, they announced... Uh, tour tour dates, and uh, uh, I'll let you know next week or the one after that if I got tickets. But let's move on because I have talked way too much about the Jonas Brothers on this episode. It's like every episode I have to mention them. Okay, in other news, <laughs> totally dismissing your fangirling moment. I'm just kidding. Um, this morning I woke up to Halsey's social medias changing. She practically deleted all her pictures. And when I woke up, there were only three black posts. And her profile pic was blacked out. And there were, she still had the stories talk about the without me performance and everything. But even the links in her bio were gone. Later on in the day, I went in and I saw that she posted three other things. So I guess she announced two dates for performances. I don't. I haven't done much research, so I don't know that what that's about. But I guess it has to do with Webster Hall. Not sure any details, but I know tickets are going on sale or they are on sale today. And there's two different ones. And also on her bio... There's a new link and it kind of says Nightmare. And if you go into it, it takes you to a page where you could sign up for updates. And it's like Nightmare, enter your information below and tell us about the worst nightmare you ever had to learn more about its meaning, which makes no sense. I haven't done it. I don't see where to write about your nightmare or anything. It's weird. I don't know what's happening, but uh, like it could be music. It could just be a whole change. I really don't know, but you'll probably hear us talking about it a little more later on in the podcast when we have more details. 
And also, as we're recording this tonight, in a few hours, Sean Mendes is dropping a new song and music video. It's titled If I Can't Have You, and I'm quite excited. And even though we haven't listened to it yet right now, we're definitely going to be adding it to our playlist on Spotify so you guys can enjoy it and we can talk about it next week. Let's say it. It's going to be the same situation. Well, I said this last week. I said that you were going to love the song and you didn't with Taylor. But we're going to love the song that Shawn Mendes is going to release because it's Shawn Mendes. And he only releases fire. Like, he's amazing. I just remember Ashton saying fuego. But anyway. And I just remembered Bad Bunny and I... <laughs> I get what the fuego, 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 fire. Yeah, but I think that's it on news. I haven't seen anything else that's being released or anything. So we'll, if anything else was released, we'll just talk about it next week and whatever was released. And we, I probably didn't listen, and Jesse did. That's what the section should be called. What Nashi didn't listen or watch. Um, but anyways, wanna talk about some recommendations? So I don't have much and you know, talking about the Jonas brothers, I'm gonna (laughs) recommend I'm gonna recommend two Jonas Brothers songs because I have been in a mood and for the last like three weeks the only thing that I have been listening to two is the Jonas Brothers really so one of them is Black Keys and I love it and it's on my Safe Heaven playlist and it's just amazing to kind of like let it out um and the other one it's called Can't Have You and it's kind of like I mean the title say it right there can Have You There's a part that says, like, I don't want to cause a scene, but I'm dying without your love. It's really dramatic, but I love it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Black Keys and Can't Have You, go listen to them. It's their old stuff. They are songs that a lot of people don't know about them. Like, if you're part of the fandom, you definitely know about them. If you are not part of the fandom and have only listened to the singles, well, you don't know about them. So go listen to them. But that's it. I don't have any downs. I have a few recommendations. Um, I want to start with some halsey ones. Just like you, being in a Jonas Brothers mood, I've been in a halsey mood basically just today because of everything that's happening. So I got two songs which are... Two of my favorite songs by her, and I think everyone should listen. It, one of them is the first song I ever heard about her, which is Is There Somewhere? And the other one is her one of her latest, which is called Without Me, and everyone should go check them out. Um, I also have another one. I've been obsessed with it, um, listening to it on the radio, and I saw her perform it last night, and it was really really good um it's the song called you say by lauren 
Daigo, I think she's called. I'm not entirely sure, but this song is really, really amazing, and I love the lyrics, and whenever it comes on on the radio, I just blast it up and kind of like sing it, and if I'm really feeling really anxious or in a mind space that's not the best, I go and listen to this, and it always kind of like relaxes me. And that's it on general recommendations, but I mean, we can't have an episode talking about a specific artist without recommending some of our favorite songs about the artist that people should listen to. And I'm going to mention three, four, (laughs) obviously I keep adding, that I talked about in the episode and I've talked about in the past but I kind of want to like say again so people go listen to them um there's all too well sparks fly dress and sweeter than fiction go listen to those four songs by Taylor they're pretty spectacular um how about you which songs by Tay Tay do you want to recommend um story of us no kidding um this uh um yeah that one story of us out of the woods and wildest dreams just three i don't want to keep adding so three that's it those three because if i keep thinking i'm gonna keep adding stuff and i'm gonna end up basically recommending all the albums but i mean if you listeners want to kind of go down that taylor spiral you're welcome to do it we we actually like will support you through it so if you want to go down that spiral with us too like just message us and we can go down that taylor spiral i don't mind um, but I think that's it for this week. We've talked enough nonsense. So just like always, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys about the things we love. Um, make sure to check out this new episode of Obsessed Millennials in Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And... As always, we're going to have all those songs in our Spotify playlist. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Obsessed Millennials, from some cool behind the scenes, for some fangirling, for that list I'm going to make you guys about Taylor, and just all around nonsense about us just sharing what we love. So thanks everyone for listening. Thank you guys.